One of the reasons why we are number one is uh, people like Lee Zeldin. This dates all the way back when Lee ran for governor. He was kind enough to come on my show every week, every week, and got big ratings every time he did it. Now he's become the darling of the Republican Party. Anytime there's a seat available or something going on, we want Lee Zeldin to take it. So with that said, making his return to Sid and Friends is my dear friend Lee Zeldin. Lee, Sid and Andrew, good morning. How are you, buddy? Hey, good morning. You know, the, the greatest part was traveling parts of uh, New York State, getting far away from New York City, far away from uh, that radio signal around New York City, and, and people were tuning in uh, to you. I mean, I, I was hearing it down in my mother's area down in Florida. <laughs> I mean, people who, I mean, they're just tuning in on a computer and, and whatnot. It's pretty cool. Yeah, Merrill is uh, one of my biggest fans down in Boca. I love her. So I actually sent her a signed uh, something or a book uh, way back when. So, uh, yes, I uh, used to tell us all the time. You'd be in the northern part of the state and listening to Sid. And at the time, of course, uh, God rest his soul, Bernard. So we appreciated all that, Lee. But, again, your name comes up, whether it's a seat in Suffolk County, whether it's the day that George Santos is finally removed in Nassau County, uh, we talked about the RNC chair for a while, but as you pointed out, Ronna McDaniel's got that for a while. So people are still mentioning you every step of the way. I know to you you find that very flattering, but at this point, do you have your eye on something, or it's still wait and see? No, I, I, mean, I have not uh, made a decision about what a reentry into government w- is going to look like. Uh, I do believe that at some point, I don't know what and, and when that will be in the future. I, I believe in public service. I continue to serve in the military. I'm finishing up my 20th year in May, and I, I love doing that. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep doing that in the military. And uh, you know, we'll, we'll see. I'm 43. Got, we got a long way to go of ways to contribute. Uh, there are many different ways to define success in life for me. I believe that we should leave this world better than we found it. If you If you do your part, you can look back on life, you know, decades later, and say you you, you led a great life. Uh, obviously, there's a lot to define success. Uh, so we'll see in the future. I mean, I guess it's better than the alternative that people are uh, mentioning <laughs> the, uh, the the idea of running for elected office. And uh, you know, as far as future opportunities to be able to make an impact, uh, it, it is a positive thing that that's uh, yes. the emotion, the feeling that people have. It is, and it's a very sincere. Once again, uh, thank you for your service. We love you for that. Uh, yesterday, I had Nicole Maliotakis on the show. I put on a bunch of folks the last couple of weeks since the mayor, Eric Adams, made his way to Albany, and Kathy Hochul unveiled that horrendous budget, horrendous uh, again, that was a, a position you nearly had, thanks to an unbelievable campaign. You almost won the gubernatorial in New York, despite the numbers being against you. Uh, now you got to watch Kathy Hochul do this year after year. Her budget a couple of weeks ago, what were your thoughts? And by the way, the budget, not long after, they did not confirm LaSalle. So a couple of brutal weeks for Kathy Hochul, yes? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we were on air together last year talking about uh, there's a need for a special session, that they should give judges discretion away dangerousness, that they should amend, raise the age. Some of these pro-criminal laws that have been passed up in Albany that have to get rolled back, uh, all these legislators should be called back up to Albany, and they should make the changes needed to keep people safe. They finally have a special session in December. What do they do? They give themselves a pay raise. And Kathy Hochul uh, ends up just going along with it. 
She's not a very good tactician. She doesn't go to the people. She doesn't oppose it. She doesn't use the power of her position and public opinion to be able to successfully push back against this Democratic legislature. How much did these legislators appreciate uh, that her going along with this? Well, they end up blocking LaSalle as soon as that nomination ends up getting put forward. She gives a state of the state address, which is like a really bad college essay where you pick just you <laughs> exactly. know three topics and uh, you know we need to combat mental health oh what's our proposal um how about we propose a billion dollars oh okay yeah great great that I mean that's really if you go back and watch her state of the state address all she does is she start off by saying the state of our state is strong and then she says we need to combat mental health what are we gonna do we have a billion dollars uh so then she puts out this budget proposal which doesn't go far enough on on key items like uh, you know, overhauling cashless bail. She doesn't want to give judges discretion away dangerous. This this isn't a partisan issue. Even the New York City Mayor Eric Adams is calling for judges to have discretion away dangerousness. And then other aspects, she goes too far, like her proposal to be banning gas stoves or her proposal to take over local control of zoning in the suburbs. Uh, and where's the big tax relief that New Yorkers are begging for. So on, on every, you know, whether it's the economy or it's crime or it's education or it's housing, she's just not putting forth what we need out of a governor to be able to save the state. Yeah. And, you know, I'll tell you, a $225 billion budget, as Sid mentioned, how different would that budget look under a Zeldin administration? Well, really, in many respects, we'd be doing the opposite. I mean, the same thing. I mean, Andrew, you uh, you know, you ran a, a great campaign yourself, and I, I'm pretty confident that uh, everyone who's listening right now, if uh, if we put you in charge of the state budget, uh, you'd be doing a better job. I mean, it, New Yorkers need tax relief. They're struggling to afford to survive here. Uh, the biggest ticket item in the budget is Medicaid, and you're not really seeing any big ideas. Even Andrew Cuomo would put forward ideas in, in some of his last uh, budgets of ways to make Medicaid operate more efficiently. I mean, we saw the, the failed conversion to manage long-term care. Uh, I, I don't even know if Kathy Hochul knows how to make Medicaid operate more efficiently. I don't know if she cares. Uh, so, I mean, that's something you have to tackle. I think we need to look at multi-year budgeting, uh, especially with regards to schools. Uh, schools right now are doing their budget for the next year, but they don't know how much they're going to be getting from the state. This has been going on for too long. There needs to be more predictability. Uh, so you just go item by item of every single list in the budget, and I just think she's over her head. And quite frankly, I don't even think she's well-staffed. I mean, I, I might disagree with a lot that President Biden might say during his State of the Union address. I disagree with a lot of it. However, the speech that he's given is – you know, trying to cover a lot of different topics. Yeah, he should have done more about China. He should have done more about the border. He was covering a lot of you know, different topics. You compare that to the way Kathy Hochul's speeches are designed, and it's, like I said, it's like a really bad yeah. college essay. So it's, you know, it's, it's, it says something not just about uh, you know, Kathy Hochul as governor, but I think it's also the team that she has around her, not very impressive. This is uh, Lee Zeldin, who is very impressive here on the Sid and Friends in the Morning Show. We love Lee. So I look at New York City, New York State, both of them, Adams and Hochul, 
and you look again at the taxes and people running out of here and the crime and the filth and the homeless in all those cities in upstate New York, Lee, but you and Andrew traveled Monticello, Syracuse, Rochester, just blights, just completely broke drug addicts. It's a mess. Then you look at the country, inflation, you know, this photo op in Ukraine was lovely. Congratulations, Joe Biden. But people are dying in Ohio as we speak about this. And the country's a mess. So it's a very simple question, Lee Zeldin. More difficult job right now, saving New York or saving the country? That's a that's a great question. I, I would say that from, from that respect, it would probably be more difficult saving New York uh, because you don't have a legislature that is – working with you. I mean, right now down in Washington, you know, Joe Biden, I don't know if he realizes it, but now that the House has changed control, you don't have, you know, the likes of AOC and her friends with the amount of power that they had last year because the House did flip. And you know, as far as the Senate goes, uh, it's you know, run by Chuck Schumer. It's it's something that has a Democratic majority right now, uh, but it's not a Democratic supermajority with as many self-described socialists as you'll find inside of you know the New York State Assembly or the New York State Senate. Uh, so I think just as far as getting good ideas through, if you're the president of the United States today, I would say it's easier to get a good idea through the United States Congress than it is for a governor of New York to get a good idea through the New York State Legislature. And I'll give you another example. Andrew was just asking about the, the state budget. There is a uh, a surplus this year that is getting spent uh, in large respects. We'll see what the final version of the budget ends up looking like. Uh, ends up getting spent on their pro- pro- uh, projects and uh, the different boondoggles that are out there that. Uh, you know, you wouldn't call responsible you know, fiscal conservatism. And at the beginning of September, you had uh, all these different employers across the state getting hit with this unemployment insurance surcharge. And we owe billions of dollars to the federal government uh, with an unemployment insurance loan that we took out during uh, COVID. So when you have the extra money, instead of just spending it on your different uh, priorities as a politician to just try to you know garner more support for your next election and curry favor. Meanwhile, you have these small businesses that are that are struggling and medium-sized businesses that are struggling. Many deciding to leave, they're not paying down the loan that's owed to the federal government. And what what ends up happening is that these employers get hit with this unexpected letter from the Department of Labor in the state saying that you owe this money now uh, because the the state isn't going to pay off the loan in the federal government, so you have to pay it off. Uh, and it ends up you know, impacting costs of goods to consumers, ends up impacting the ability to hire more employees or how much you're able to pay employees. So it's just people who are in charge up in Albany who don't know how to sign both sides of checks, people who, are, who run for re-election in the New York State Legislature, many of them because they just can't – they're not qualified for any other job in life. So they keep running you know, for their own re-election to, say, the New York State Assembly. Uh, that doesn't apply to all of them. There's some good people up there. But unfortunately, the people in charge – right now, uh, I would say it's more difficult uh, to turn things around the state. We would have been able to get things done up in Albany because, for example, when the state legislature is trying to vote themselves a pay raise, we go to the people. You move public opinion. 
uh, you, you know, you hold rallies inside of state legislators' districts. You have uh, press conferences, and you create a setting where there's accountability. But I don't think Kathy Hochul understands how to do it. So this is a difficult job to be the governor, and she's just not the right person for it because she doesn't know how to do it. She's not a good tactician, and she's not surrounded by good people, sadly. Now, Lee, 30 seconds left. We've got, uh, you know, I saw last night you were calling on Kathy Oakle to plow the Long Island Expressway, maybe because you beat her by 20 and 13 points in Suffolk and Nassau. Is the Long Island Expressway actually plowed? Can we thank Kathy Oakle for that? Or has she decided to take some political uh, revenge on Long Island? I haven't been up there yet this morning, but I, I will tell you, you know, last night I had a, a flight coming in to uh, – uh, LaGuardia and uh, being on the road out in Suffolk County about three hours or so after the storm started and you're you're not seeing any plows and, and you're seeing all these drivers struggling to you know get west to east on that road uh, it makes you wonder you know, wh- why isn't there salt down you know this, these are dangerous conditions I, I sure hope that fast forward to right now that uh, the Long Island Expressway has been been plowed and the driving conditions uh, are better. I haven't been up there yet, but um, yeah, no, I was I was on the roads a few hours after the snow had started, and I don't think any plows had been there uh, yet. A few hours after the storm had started, so uh, you know the thought is uh, somebody's got to wake her up and realize that <laughs> the Long Island Expressway is a state road. No, you're right. It needs to be plowed. So I'm sure she got some snow in Buffalo too. I don't know. I didn't follow the. Well, the northern part of the state, that is the one place where she gets a little bit, very, very little bit of sympathy from me. They tend to get a lot of snow up there in Buffalo. It's been a very rough winter. Otherwise, she's a complete waste of time. You are, you're the absolute best, Lee. I got to tell you, man, why don't you just put politics aside and just do like TV radio the rest of your career? You're really that good. Why not? Uh, you're you're too kind. Uh, listen, I, I think in Andrew's uh, right there, sitting with uh, with the best. And thank you. Uh, you know, th- there are total pros who are doing a, a fantastic job holding it down here in the morning uh, as people are commuting into work or uh, listening to their uh, li- listening to you on their computers in states far away. <laughs> we, uh, have also learned. So I would never uh, I-, I would never attempt to uh, exist there. Uh, in your world, if uh, if some other network called and, and um, suggested that I uh, you know I have a radio program, uh, you know maybe six to ten in the morning, I would, like oh man, I, I would never be bragging about coming first in ratings. I know that. <laughs> I don't know about that. Hey, listen, you really are great. I love you to pieces. So does Andrew. Thank you so much for hopping on. It's always an honor and a pleasure. We'll talk again very soon, my friend. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Take care. The man, Lee Zeldin. Gotta love Lee Zeldin. I've been hearing a lot about Lang Insurance. They sell luxury home insurance to high net worth individuals in all 50 states. Call Kevin Lang at Lang Insurance. Call 866-964-4434. He's an expert in reviewing your current coverage to save money, leaving you with your current insurance company or moving you to a less expensive one. Clients rave about his skills. You call, they quote, you save. That's 866-964-4434 or just visit langins.com. 